Test one, two, test one, two. Check, 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 check. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the vocal minority with Nick and Steve. Nick Reynolds, Steve Harness, and cousin Brewski. The vocal minority with Nick and Steve. Take one. Welcome to the program. It's the vocal minority with Nick and Steve Olabruski for episode 32. Am I correct, gentlemen? I think you are, actually. Yes. You are oh. correct, sir. Thank you very much. Uh, you can find our website at thevocalminority.net. All our socials are there. And of course, you can communicate with the uh, program right there on our webpage. We're just trying to make it easy for you. Easy ish. Find us on the various platforms before they get banned worldwide, locally, or anything else. Why are they getting banned? Uh, TikTok. Everyone's still talking about if TikTok's getting banned, and that's one of our uh, successful pages. So go find <laughs> us on the TikTok before <laughs> before it goes away. It's not going away, people. Come on, please. The TikTok schmo. Yeah. I, so. I, I still say that nobody over the age of 14 should be on TikTok, but that's, you know. Well, hey, dude, we, we looked up the stats. It's not true. I get it. I get it. I get well, it. You're not on TikTok, Bruski. Is that the truth? Nope. Have no okay. desire. Yeah. I mean, why do you talk about TikTok? Why do you send me TikTok stuff? Like, uh, I saw this on TikTok. I saw that on TikTok. I think it's me. Is that that's, that's him. <laughs> Every so, I, yeah, I mean. Every I once in a while, do you do I it? I YouTube thought I saw stuff. something today that you said uh, was on TikTok. Nope. Oh. Well, anyone can use TikTok, and it is fantastic. Use it before it's gone. Yeah, and Brewski seems to have an affinity for younger women, and there's nothing wrong with that. But if you want to see, like, the neighbor's daughter dancing, uh, they're all over TikTok. That seems to be half of what that website is. Just random. What a foul way to support TikTok, dude. Why, it's why? a fact, isn't it? <laughs> How many, like, 19, 20-year-old women are on there dancing? Well, just no listen, reason. Listen, whatever is on your algorithm <laughs> is because you like videos like that, dude. I don't are see we that. Getting, are we getting back to the Wednesday Adams dance thing again? I'm not oh. trying to, no. But, uh, uh, I don't know, Steve. I, this is not a unique, uh, you know, commentary on TikTok. I've spoken to many <laughs> other people. They're like, "What are with all the teenage girls just randomly dancing in there?" I don't. I don't. Well, I, I can tell it's you that I, 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 and you're right, actually, Steve. And the reason why I say that Thank is you. because I pick up lots of younger college age women here in town in my Uber, and all I hear about is, you know, this TikTok, that TikTok, that you know, the, this video, and they're showing videos on the phone. Hey, driver, take a look at this right here. And it's either your neighbor's daughter dancing or angry political rants. That seems to be what is on TikTok, at least for my feed. Well, if you know, Maybe the other thing is that, that on I, your <laughs> algorithm, dude. I don't see any of that. I mean, I see political stuff, but I don't see any uh, of the dancing that you're referring to. I mean, every once in a while. I'll really? see uh, I'll see a girl doing, you know, the latest dance trend, but I skip right past it because I'm, really? I have no interest. Yes, dude. Are you kidding me? I mean, the, my niece does this. She's 10 years old. I've I'm not going to want to watch your niece, but <laughs> you, you think I want to watch any other 10 year old brewski? No, but there's nothing wrong with you watching a 19 year old dancing. No. Say, for the record, I'm not talking about 10 year olds, but yeah, the yeah, whole exactly. Reynolds family shows up on my feet a lot too. And, uh, you know, I'm just saying, I'll my tell wife's you, my, addicted to it, dude. Yeah. My 13 year old son said that we showed up on his four year page. <laughs> he's starting to get into podcasts because he's, he's mentioned other podcast clips that he sees on TikTok, and now they've recommended us to him. That's fantastic. Are you friends with him on TikTok? No, I'm trying See? to keep He's that just gap. getting the show as a podcast. Then that's great yes. news, right? We don't need TikTok banned because they're helping to no, spread the good word. But but that would be that would be good, especially if they were 
sending our clip, uh, our clips along with like Rogan clips and that sort of thing. Cause that exactly. brings all those people into us. Yeah, for sure. Indeed. Indeed. Well, gentlemen, are we ready to hop to it? We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this. We interrupt our program to bring you a special. Here is a news bulletin. We interrupt this program to bring you all the humanity and all the things. The date which will live in infamy. <laughs> the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Need to know news. I said, oh, Lord Jesus, this is a fire. News you need to know. I got bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for it. Welcome to Need to Know News. News you need to know. Nice. That's a long intro. That burned half the show right there. So Fantastic. I appreciate the Hindenburg reference in there as well. I so knew you'd catch fun. on to it, dude. <laughs> All right. Speaking of people being mad at me for random things I say on this fine program here, such as the Wednesday Adam dance, which is performed by a adult that is a fine person. Uh, I, I don't know how many episodes ago it was now because we're cranking them out, but um, a couple episodes back, we talked about Bruce Willis, the fact that his family, particularly his wife and his daughter, uh, put out a statement saying, leave the guy alone. OK, when he's out in public, stop trying to take his video, stop shouting, Bruce, Bruce, like just respect his privacy now that he's retired from acting. Yes. And I had said, no, you're a famous person. You've been famous your whole life. People want to know you're going to get your picture taken. Uh, people are going to shout at you, whether it's to turn for the camera or Bruce for supporting you or whatever it is. You're yeah. famous. You don't get to turn off the fame tap. That's what you said. Everyone got all upset with me over it. It's crazy, dude. But, but so wait, you can't. What you mean to say is you can't initiate the fame tap being shut off. Like it can be taken away from you. Yes. You can but, organically but, fade away from our interests. But Bruce Willis is not in that category. <laughs> And his family's basically saying, we want him in that category now. We appreciate <laughs> the millions of dollars you've given to us by loving him. But now stop paying attention to him. Stop taking pictures. Stop posting videos. Stop. Leave the man alone. Respect his privacy. Listen, dude, I know it's not going to change. Like, I get that. But I, and my only point to you is that if you say that, like, people care about him, they want to say, like, how you doing, Bruce? Like, uh, you don't really care about him if you're no. not doing what he asks. Like, hey, I'd appreciate it if you guys could do this. You don't actually care about him no i think it's a little disingenuous because none of us really know any of the celebrities so do we really really care about them no but we care about them as what they are as celebrities as people we've idolized or watched or heroes of ours like oh no. you know, like that's crap dude if dave matthews asked me the same thing that bruce willis is asking i would say uh, in a heartbeat dude you do what you need there's plenty of people out there that are famous yeah. I mean, I'll do it for Bruce Willis. If I saw him, I wouldn't say anything to him. I wouldn't yell his name or and listen, in fairness, if I saw him, I wouldn't do it either. But yeah. you can't talk to the masses that way and just tell everyone to collectively stop caring and stop taking videos and stop posting pictures and all that stuff. You can, whether they listen to wow. you or not. It's, it's an exercise in futility. And I think it's a little disingenuous. You can't be famous your entire life and then just ask people to stop paying attention to you. Send me back the money I paid for Die Hard then. Okay. <laughs> But here's my point. You all can now sh channel your rage away from me and over to Demi Moore. Oh, well, that because was under her control. I already saw it, dude. I know where you're going. Demi oh. Moore shares moving video of Bruce Willis loving his birthday party. So Bruce Willis just had a 68th birthday party and Demi Moore filmed a whole bunch of it and posted it online. So are we all supposed to be upset with Demi Moore now for not respecting she, his privacy? What, what, she why didn't he, film a whole bunch of it, dude. She filmed them she singing filmed, happy birthday to him. 
I don't care if she took a still frame picture. She posted pictures of his 68th birthday party after this call to leave the poor man alone. Under her control, dude. She's giving people a little bit of what they want. She's saying, let me give you the pictures and the updates and please don't holler at him. Yeah, but but my question is, what the hell is he letting his ex-wife come to his party for in the first place? I don't give no. you, have, but I don't give you have kids with her. She's your ex-wife. She's yeah, enemy now. Dude. If Get you're still friends, you're still friends. And, uh, yeah, but you're never friends. I like, hang out like, with my ex-wife, but the point you know, for, is for the sake of the kids, not because you want to. I hang out with Heather. Yeah, because listen, you want I, to. This yes, is not, dude. I have uh, no other reason to do it. Ah. Uh, Listen, he's entitled to hang out with whoever he wants to, ex-wife or not. And they shared many years together and kids and all this. So that's not my point, but I understand what you're saying. It is sometimes weird and can seem that way. But, you know, everything's different. Every relationship. Sure, I get it. But the point Steve's is, she judging. filmed him. No, really. <laughs> she filmed him at a private function, a birthday party, and she posted it on the Internet. Exactly what his wife and daughter just told us all not to be doing. Don't film the man. Don't post it on the Internet. And how does that not make the problem worse that she just did that? So now the paparazzi guy who's trying to earn a living, he's not entitled to take a video and post it. But Demi Moore can't. He's entitled. He's just a jerk if he does it. But she <laughs> but did she, it, and it's jerk, under dude. her control, dude. I mean, it's under the photographer's control, too. I mean, it's under her control. She took the video. If he was slobbering all over the place, like it no, probably didn't get posted. Why is it okay for her to do it, though, Nick? Right. Well, because it's her family, dude. Ruski's joining the team here. It's good. Not, but, but no, they're not family anymore. Dude, well, they're friends and family. Me, they but, are you know. family. I consider no. Heather my family. No, as soon as you, as soon as you we're broken up, you're dead to me. You're <laughs> you are no, you're gone. Bye bye. Well, that's fine, but they're all they, whether they're just acquaintances, it doesn't matter. She filmed the guy and posted it. That's the point here. Yeah. Well, like I said, um, that's what I'm saying. It was under the family's control. I don't know where else to go with it. We disagree. But why? Why would they be okay with her posting though? Isn't that still violating his privacy? Exactly. That's my point. I mean, not if not if he allowed it. I mean, you could if if he's out and about and and somebody does say, "Hey, Bruce," and he stops film and wants to be filmed. So if he blesses it, it's okay. But none of us can take video of him. My my whole thing is is that if she's if she's filming that video. I think especially in light of what his his wife and his daughters or whatever are asking, that should stay within the family. It, it, she shouldn't be putting it out there a, at all. Uh, um, you know, I just it just doesn't it seems like you're, you're you crossing think it's a line. more effective for her to say, like, you know, don't yell at him. Don't ask for updates. Don't talk to him and then uh, give no updates to the fans on how he's doing. No, practice what you preach. No, but is it not effective as a PR? I don't think so, because look what it's parking right here with this conversation. Now we got Brewski on my side saying, hey, wait a minute. How come they can post videos? He's not on your side. He's a flopper, dude. Are you kidding? (laughs) Well, aren't they saying that they don't it's none of anybody's business? What's going on with him and his health? No, when they say don't don't film him. No, and leave him alone. Kind of. They're They're not. He can't communicate, dude. They're saying it's embarrassing. I mean, it's embarrassing. Exactly. So, so the, 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 what they're saying to you is leave him alone, mind your business. You don't need to know what's going on with him. Correct. And that, that's exactly what they're saying. Yeah. That's not what they're saying, dude. They're no not saying you, you don't need to know what's going on. Just don't ask him. We'll let you know. You've never said that to a friend or a family member like, hey, oh, you know, agree. don't ask questions. I'll let you know what's going on. What is he the Pope now? Like they're controlling the uh, access to his health updates. It's just, and by the way, the he's, thing, dude, it's good or bad person. I mean, that's, whoever's going to leave him alone. Oh, well, you're a good person. Whoever's not bad person. But to me, Moore's not leaving him alone. 
So yeah, she's a bad person by that logic. family, dude. That's even worse that the family is posting a video after asking everyone else not to. You don't see the hypocrisy. there. I don't, dude. I don't because it's one's personal and one is his public life. I oh, think there's yeah, a yeah. very uh, black line in between the two. No. I, and by the way, he's I, missing a tooth in this video and everyone's saying, oh. well, what the hell? Why is he missing a tooth? So now they are embarrassing him. But mi- mi- now the tooth thing. Maybe that's pop- not embarrassing. Could po- the tooth thing could possibly be he may have been missing that tooth for a long time. I mean, I had a friend who had uh, a fake tooth that went right on the, the front there. And you wouldn't have known it unless he took it out in front of you. So maybe he didn't put it in. Tremendous play by Brewski. I want to get to the tooth. <laughs> get to the, the bottom tooth. of the tooth, dude. And you nothing but the tooth. The tooth. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little rare for guys of that age of life to be losing teeth. And but that's part of the mystery. Why is he losing a tooth? Is it benign as part of it? Like I'm saying, like you are embarrassing him. You're putting him out there. Uh, he's got no tooth now in the front. Like this is not doing it's, what you just asked us all not to do. So it's it's possible that he he broke the tooth when he was filming a movie. Dude, I'm missing like and, five teeth. I'm 47 years old. And, That's the tooth, Brewski. That is the tooth. News you need to know. <laughs> all right. Who's got more news we need to know? My point of that was go ahead and take pictures of Bruce because his own family's doing it. So hey, dude, uh, I know you guys are both dog fans, and I uh, I'm constantly fascinated with science and the direct it's moving and the speed that it's moving when it comes to our canine friends dude even like uh this morning before i read this article i'm about to let you know i read an article that was like the top 10 scientifically proven ways that you know your dog is happy that's something i question a lot i i I really do have the thought am i enough for you like i feel like a dog's life moves so quickly and it's such a short life that uh sometimes i wonder like am i am i doing enough to make sure you have a fantastic life Mm -hmm. i got 10 signs this morning that like and my dog hit every single one of them is this dogs only or can i apply this to cats as well Mm, well i don't well it'd be interesting to think uh see what you think about this but this uh, i'll just give you the newest article very quickly it talks about dogs recognizing a bad person and that they've got science now behind it that they can tell this it's dogs can smell fear but they can sniff out the truth yes no your dog might actually be smarter than you're giving it credit for Mm. it turns out dogs are pretty good at picking up on human behavior as a whole science says a team led by akio takioka at kyoto university in japan conducted a study where it found that dogs actually know if you can be believed or not, they're uh, they're canine lie detectors. Basically, I feel bad now for every dog that's owned by a conservative. They must just be miserable, <laughs> fact checking them and just depressed all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Where am I living? What, what what's what, what's going on with my life? Right. Yes, uh, this study in particular involved tricking dogs in the name of science. So, like, uh, they sat down and. You know, said, here's our lies that we're going to say. Here's our truths. Right. Mm -hmm. And the dog got him, dude. Thirty four dogs were used in the experiment and every single dog got him completely 100 percent right. 
well, why does it fall for the fake tennis ball throw? Like, huh? The dog looks. <laughs> I almost think that's a humoring thing. Like, okay, <laughs> you moron. <laughs> that's a good point. Okay, so break that down for me. How do they? How do they know the dogs knew the truth? Okay, so let's see here. During the experiment, they pointed at a container uh, that was filled with hidden food. Sure enough, the dog ran towards the container. They then pointed at a container that was empty. The dogs ran toward it, but found that it had no food. The third time the researchers pointed at a container with food, the dogs refused to go to the container. Okay. They knew the person pointing was reliably based off their previous experience after three times. Okay. So they the dogs know are smarter than Republicans. This is what I'm learning from that. Yeah. I mean, only once, sure, but not like. twice or three times. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, they're saying that, I mean, this leads into the fact that, you know, dogs can uh, tell the truth or, or tell if you're telling the truth or lying. So, I mean, who knows where we can go with this? I saw a funny little video the other day of uh, somebody who was cracking an egg on their dog's head. The first time they did it, the dog kind of looked at the egg all mysteriously. The second time they go to crack the egg on the dog's head, the dog looks at the human all annoyed. Third time they go to crack the egg on the dog's head, the dog swipes the egg away from him and then knocks the bowl of eggs off the table in front of him. Like I'm done with the eggs. Yeah, like I see what you're doing and stop it. It's freaking me out and don't crack eggs on my head. So that is exactly with what you just said. By the third time, the dog was like, I'm on to you. Stop it. If only I could train my current dog after three times. A time. I've been telling him to stop barking for seven years. And he has. Well, I was going to say, so does this just mean dogs are kind of jerks when we discipline them and they keep Maybe. doing the same thing over and over? This could be their way of saying like, you know, but like I, I live here. I'm the smart one. Like I'm just kind of humoring you here and there. And right. maybe they are way smarter than we think. I mean, how does a, bo- a dog sniff out cancer in your body? How does a dog sense that a, uh, oh, what do you have? A seizure Seizures. is coming yeah, because yeah. because changes in your body chemistry. That's, that's what fascinating, it is. Fascinating. Right. Brewski. Well, I mean, if you think about it, the whole premise with the lie detector is that your, your pulse quick, it quickens and there were other physiological changes sure. that go on with you. And so why wouldn't it stand to the reason that, that we would also emit different scents from our body when we're trying to lie or, or we're feeling fear or anger or mm. sadness. It's a beautiful anything. thought, dude. And I think you're a hundred percent right. I mean, these dogs are just incredible. It's amazing that they can pick up on that stuff for sure. So, but how do I equate this to knowing if my dog's happy or not? Uh, you will find out that if they uh, decide or choose to roll over on their belly, when you come around, that that's their most vulnerable spot that they mm-hmm. can take. So that means uh, they trust you way exactly. to show that they trust and love you. Yeah. If your dog does zoomies here and there, it's yeah. a great sign. If your dog sleeps the proper 16 hours a day for a dog, because uh, they can't ever go into REM cycles. So it's always light sleep, right? Hmm. 16 hours a day is a sign of a happy dog. Uh, what was the other one? Oh, if the, uh, upon, if you ask for your dog to lick you and they choose to, they love you you don't have to have peanut butter they like you (laughs) (laughs) you just got to find a lover dog uh to get it without peanut butter dude you just ask now i this is fascinating now i need to go hang out at some conservative uncle's house or whatever and see if the dog does not roll over if the dog you know we gotta start doing our own studies you're right oh the other one was if you're sitting on the couch or whatever and they come up to you and lean their weight on you 
that hmm. it's their way of trying to get as close as they can to you. See, now, dogs I've had do all that stuff. So I'm wondering if a conservative listening right now is going, wait, what? Dogs never do any of that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) That's fascinating, dude. I think, have we discussed before that uh, in most red states, dogs are a tool and not a pet? You know what I mean? And I shouldn't say most, but a large portion of them are hunting dogs or working dogs in some fashion. We've discussed like urban versus rural, the difference on that. So yeah, that could be a red state kind of thing. Yeah, so they're treated differently as a whole, like... Like, uh, I never met someone who, like, the dog lives outside. I, you know, oh, <laughs> like, I've actually, never met anyone like that. Oh, see, I, I have family down in Georgia. We were there, uh, oh, there this past Thanksgiving, but the Thanksgiving prior to that. And they're on a farm, and their their dog uh, lives out in the barn. He's a She's a barn dog. and Yeah, yeah that's interesting. There is a mentality split. My ex and uh, we had talked about getting a dog, and she was like, dogs sleep outside. They work the house. Like, dogs don't sleep in the bed with you. They don't come inside. They don't sleep on the couch next to you. I'm but, like, that's insanity. Of course, they do all of those things. Yeah, and you're losing yeah. out if you don't think so. Like, uh, that's the greatest part of the relationship with a dog. Yeah. That's very telling, right? You know, yes. that probably it addresses how you look down on, uh, you know, minorities or uh, people that are, you know, whatever you think is lesser than you. They're they're just here for utilitarian work. They can pick the hmm. props, but they're not going to be a friend with me. I never trust anybody who doesn't like dogs. If you hear Trump, he always talks about dogs in a derogatory way. And he does. And the first never president had- not to have a pet in the White House in forever. Yeah, yes, exactly. You're right. Yeah. I I met a girl this weekend uh, on Friday. I was at a St. Patty's Day party and uh, one of our friends, Dan Stewart, his a uh, couple of his daughters were home for the St. Patty's Day uh, dinner. So I go over there and one of them is in from Utah and brought her dog. This dog was so great, dude. His name was Bean and he loved me or she loved me. Uh, and at one point in the night, she licked me on the cheek came over uh-huh. and licked me on the cheek. And uh, one of the daughters, who was not the owner of the dog, was like, oh, how can you let her do that? She was just licking her butthole, and then she came to you. <laughs> right. Yeah, and you know what? I don't care. I'm, I'm right. fine with it yeah. or whatever. And and she was like, I was like, oh, you, you wouldn't do that. She's like, no. I said, you're not a dog person. And she was like, they're fine. I don't ever want to own one. They're fine. I don't even trust you completely now. Right. Yeah. Little girl. Tells your problem. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have often heard like, you know, if if a dog doesn't like a person, if a dog skittish yeah. around someone, you should be a little cautious of what that person's up to for sure. So mm-hmm. Rachel dated a little bit uh, between uh, her divorce and us meeting. And she said uh, her dog Pebbles at the time. Oh, love uh, that Brewski girl. knows Pebbles. Uh, she said uh, Pebbles never liked another guy that she was dating and she that was part of how she knew that i was gentle and kind right is because pebbles just fell for me immediately i was like yeah i'm a dog <laughs> freaking whisperer baby yeah right? i think yeah. it's key to seduce the woman's pets as well yes if the pets shy yes. away from you you're gonna send bad signals to that woman 100 <laughs> percent, dude if you are not in love with the dog you're out i'm sure that's right. the last date First date, you should show up with peanut butter for everybody. That's uh, <laughs> good idea. To know you, use you need to know. All right, Brewski, what do you got for us? Well, uh, I like this story quite a bit. And this is uh, protesters bloodied and arrested at New York City drag story hour. Um, mm. protesters, protesters were the one bloodied? Yes, protesters. Good. 
Protesters, some of whom appeared to be Proud Boys members, clashed with counter-protesters at a drag story hour hosted by New York Attorney General Letitia James. Nice. So they, they went down to this this event that was happening in the West Village, and um, they were met with some very angry counter-protesters, and they were not just shouted down, but beaten. And one of them, uh, as I'm looking at a picture right now from NBC News, he's got a cut on his face. He's walking over with his hands up in the air, and he's heard saying, I came in to help out. I didn't come in to get the, the, the crap beaten out of me. <laughs> uh, so. This is the second time in, I believe, uh, podcast history. So seven, eight months, what? That a, oh, our podcast history, not the yeah. history. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, that our uh, program has brought up the fact that uh, there are drag queens beating up people appropriately well, uh, well, at a shooting that happened didn't oh, it uh, that was that was a drag performer at a shooting yes but this here this wasn't a drag performer that that beat this person this was oh. actually people outside who were there to, to, to defend to the support. drag story hour to support them it. actually okay. yeah and and they they weren't having it at all yeah good so a bunch of quote-unquote snowflakes beat up a couple of proud boys huh it was actually quite, it was actually, they say, between seven to ten Proud Boys who showed up to this event, and the counter-protesters weren't having it at all, and not just shouting them down or telling them they had to leave, but, you know, they got physical. And I, and I know it's not I was going to say, did the Proud Boys get physical first? Because I don't want to advocate beating the crap out of each other protest, because we're supposed no. to be able to protest, but you I, crossed I, the line. But, I, th- I think I'm sure that there was some words exchanged and then there's some pushing and shoving. You know how these things go. Yeah. yeah. Brewski, uh, what is the uh, Baptist church that uh, pickets at funerals of soldiers? Computing, computing, computing. Brewski is computing. Boston Booyah. Here is the answer. That would be the Westboro Baptist Church. Yes, that's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> well, when does picketing uh, when does protesting become a hate crime? Have you ever thought about it? Uh, this is the point I was kind of just trying to make that everyone should be able to go protest. But when you when you cross a line, you know, and you get physical with somebody, don't be surprised if they push back and then things escalate. I think if you show up at a protest looking for violence and you, you know, just go straight out and initiate it, that has to be a hate crime. Yes. Well, yeah, escalate. So, I don't know. And, and, and the thing about it is, is like Proud Boys and groups like that, they don't go there to have, a, you know, a, a, a lively but respectful discussion about the, 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 the issues between you. They're going yeah. there to intimidate and to mm. shout you down yeah. and bully you. And normally the cops are doing a pretty good job of keeping everyone separate. So you're screaming across the street at each other or whatever it is. Like, I would wonder why, why they all get right in each other's faces. Yeah. Well, that's interesting, dude, because uh, from what I know, uh, where did this happen in New York? He said, Brisky, New York City in the village. Yep. So I know that, uh, I mean, there's a lot of proud boys that are cops, right? The, Short the, answer. The, yes. Yeah. Kind of so, yes. I mean, uh, if that were the case at this event, maybe I don't know, know that it's going to look past. You know, monumental, huge number. But yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I don't know, dude, but uh, yeah, obviously, uh, I would agree with you. Violence, well, once it turns violent, and uh, it's probably a hate crime, right? Well, it, it, the other thing, too, that you have to remember about the Proud Boys is that they have this pledge where they say that they're proud to be uh, white Western chauvinists. 
and that they're always they're all about uh, male empowerment. So yeah. of course they're going to go there trying to show off, you know, what a man they are yeah. and try to push people around. You know, how proud are you now that you got your ass kicked? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I am so sick of this uh, drag show hatred that is suddenly you know being stirred up by the right. I don't understand why this is the hill where, uh, you know, they're attacking so hard. I, I don't get it. Why is this such a big deal to you? I mean, the, the honest answer is fear and hatred. They think they're creepy gay people and, you know, but drag shows, if you've ever been to one, it, it's like almost any sort of musical production. It's people in elaborate costumes singing and dancing and what there's nothing sexual about it. They're not preaching gay agendas or anything. Virtue no. singing. It's good. raining men or Tina Turner. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, you know what it comes back to. Remember when they, when Bush in particular was going on, running on that whole family values sure. uh, sort of thing. That That's what, that's what they're trying to do is they're trying to say, we're, we're the moral party in this country and this country's going to go into the toilet yeah just, what, what does drag shows really have to do with any of that nothing right it's just well, no, but it's, it's but know. it's part of the gay it's gay culture and to them that anything that that like that is yeah. against religion and against more uh, morality and that sort of thing they're this, a very loud vocal minority if that just don't seem to be able to do anything else with their lives indeed uh, and drag shows become more popular. I'm sure that's part of the reason they become more mainstreamed and normalized. One of the casinos here in Tahoe that every Sunday they do a drag brunch. It's a drag performance and the servers are in drag. It's fun. It's and it's open to all ages, by the way, because it's not sexualized or anything like that. It's, I have you a don't have to like it. Uh, I mean, you don't you don't have to find it entertaining. You don't have to go to it. But I, yeah, I don't understand the problem. I, I have a friend who is a drag performer in Seattle, Sylvia Ostafemore. She runs Gay Bingo. And not only do they do Gay Bingo, but they do it at a lot of retirement homes. All the residents there love it. Yeah, she does brings she them does a little story joy. hours and yes. she does the story hours. We've been talking about George Santos uh, on this show and in, in general, the big liar who's a Republican who got elected to Congress. He's admitted that he he's done drag shows before. Of course he is. So why did they look the other way on his lying? But the uh, the drag shows that he said that he's you know had done before. And he's even said, like, it's harmless fun. Like, you know, thanks, Steve. It's very true. I mean, there's well, a there's small hypocrisy in the uh, <laughs> yes, I was going to say there's the a small chance. There's some hypocrisy going on. Here. Well, you know, and when, whenever the Republicans in particular come out against something, it's usually a projection. Yes. Here's the thing. A recurring theme that has also been on the show between Fox News and Republicans. They're lying to you. They're just freaking lying to you over so and over stop, and over stop again. Believing you can blame the liar all you want, but it's the person that believes it and takes it in. That's really the one perpetrating and perpetuating all of it. So. You may be crazy. Maybe. Yes. <laughs> uh, speaking of crazy and uh, another idiot, Donald Trump, uh, mm. he was on the Internet. Uh, someone took a clip of him. He was at a golf tournament and this uh, little girl came up to him and she was like very excited indoctrination um she never met a clown before <laughs> she's never met a clown before uh he's out on the golf course dude and she wants something signed and she has no you know she doesn't have anything for him to sign he signed Buy my her. nft cards okay <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yes. sorry i can't do it if you don't have one of my flyers right. you know? uh he signed her hand 
<laughs> and 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 she was a tiny little girl. I mean, I let's see. She's uh she's 10 years old. That's crazy. He took her hand and signed his signature across the front of her hand. Uh, and it is it's uber creepy the fact that he's doing it and it just be like, uh, can no one there on that golf course grab you a piece of paper or you know, a scorecard or or like why are you signing this little girl's skin? I mean, sign an article of clothing before you sign a, a hand. That's just more proof that he's not a human. I don't know what oh. he is, but that's not human behavior. You don't autograph a 10-year-old kid's hand, you don't autograph anybody's hands. So that's weird. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Uh, something's wrong with the man. I mean, I know we know that, but I mean, something is really, really wrong with this man. Maybe that's the information that will finally convince some people that Trump's not right in the head. But uh, probably it's not. just like when well, they play the clips of Joe Biden sniffing girls hair and stuff like that. Like, uh, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Why would you ever do that to a child? Yeah, there's a little something there, actually, but um what do you mean a little something like if, if somebody came up and smelled uh, Neo's hair when they were younger, you wouldn't have been like, hey, dude, I have heard all sorts of old people say that they love the smell of babies or children. There's something sure. that brings me back to when I was nursing them or Jade. like so there's there's some weird old person thing about the way kids smell. So I, it's weird for sure, but it's not completely alien autographing somebody's hand. Who the yes. hell does that? <laughs> so, I, know. I love the smell of chocolate cake, dude. I've never once gone up into the grocery store and just like, I got banned uh, from the cheesecake factory for that. So I <laughs> did. I mean, I, you don't do I get, you like the smell of babies. Uh, I like the smell of certain things that I just can't walk around smelling all the time. Now, did, you guys won't remember this because I'm much older than you are, but back <laughs> much the, older. That is true. Yes. Thank you. Back in the late seventies, there was a, a shampoo that they sold and it was called gee, your hair smells terrific. I remember. And, and, and there were these TV commercials where this guy would like come up behind this woman and start sniffing her hair. And they would say, gee, your hair smells terrific. That's yes. Funny. That yeah. was one of my first infatuations, like in like middle school or whatever, when you dance with someone or maybe get your first kiss or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I always remember the smell of women's hair that like it was it not was foreign to me. Little girl's hair. dude. I'm not trying to connect that dot. You know, I'm just <laughs> saying that there is something about pheromones and smells that can have a, uh, you know, a special place in your brain in formative years. So when Grandpa Joe remembers fondly about allow the baby smell or my 10 year old, like I, I there's something there that's not not totally creepy you're just not supposed to be caught so can i share a uh, a trump update that just came out about four minutes ago sure it says uh action on trump force one at the palm beach airport they've got the stairs out and the doors are open and it's uh waiting for somebody to be boarding please tell me he's fleeing the country Please, I, me, please I'm just I'm just I'm looking at the picture right now. Uh, I can just uh, all I can tell you is that it's on the tarmac. The doors open. The stairs are there for what it, him to come to New York. Is that what you're no, saying? Fleeing the country. Go to no. Mexico. Go to <laughs> some because he's trying to flee prosecution. Just go to, that'll go solve the on. problem too. leave. Yes. Go hang on. Daddy Vladdy. Yeah, exactly. So, well, that'll be curious to see where uh, where he thinks he's going. No, or he's what do you think? He's flying to New York. I think he's flying to New York. He knows he's got to do it in the morning. And uh, yeah, Uh, I mean, we're going to talk about this at some point. This whole Trump thing is evolving so rapidly for us in the podcast world. But I can't wait to see what happens over the course of this week. So, yeah.
yeah, we yeah, shall yeah. see. Keep your eyes on it. Uh, just quickly. I mean, like Brewski was saying, I thought the same thing. I mean, currently uh, they have so much security set up for it could be protest or could be violence that I think oof, it's got to be it's got to be happening. I, You know, my theory is Trump wouldn't out himself unless he knew it was happening, but he may not know the exact date and time, but maybe he does. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how this unfolds. For sure. I saw this lady say, uh, you know, my perfect world is, is that it happens. And then they walk him out and that, uh, you know, someone escorts him on a plane to Georgia and right. uh, there's somebody waiting a tour there. Of indictments. A tour of <laughs> indictments that would be good. I have heard a theory that, like, we shouldn't be prosecuting for this one first. Like, let's do these in order of importance and paying off the porn stars you know, near the bottom of the list. But. Well, whatever, but man. Of, like Al Capone, get him on something. I don't care. Well, but but the paying of the porn star actually. And I was reading about this on top of the campaign finance uh, laws, obviously, which is small potatoes. Mm. They're finding that there are actually ties with his corporation as well. Mm. So now you've got financial crimes, which then go into conspiracy. And then also you're looking at RICO prosecutions as well. Yeah, it is very Capone-esque getting him on tax evasion instead of all the other stuff he's, you know, we know he did. And, well, no, and but, but I'm, but I'm proud, by the way, I live here in Lake Tahoe. That's where this whole story started. So Tahoe's done done something right for the world. <laughs> what? That's where the lovemaking happened, you mean? They were both well, here for the celebrity they, they, golf tournament that happens every summer in Lake Tahoe. That's where Donald Trump met uh, Stormy Daniels and one of the casino after parties. They had their affair. And then years later, you had to pay her off. So. Yeah. Uh, need to know news. News you need to know. And we need to know right away. Right. All right. My turn. Who was up? Where are we going? Yeah. Do I get some sort of setup? Are we off Charlie? There. News you need to know. It feels more official with the setup. Yeah. <laughs> You know, we could potentially spend a whole show talking about this, but um, I have a little personal story. Uh, Nick may have one to share. Oh, that sounds bad. This is a story about roofing people. I don't mean that we've done oh. that. <laughs> I mean that we know people <laughs> that yes, have been roofing. Thank you for making the distinction. <laughs> I just realized I may be admitting to a crime here. No, but, <laughs> I would never and have never. Thank you. Of course. Uh, these are signs that someone has been roofied. Now, roofies, I mean, that's I always thought this was something that happened in like the 60s and 70s or whatever. But this this crap is still going on today. And apparently it's become even more prevalent and more roofy options, you know, different ways to. And for some reason, you know what a roofie is. It's basically something you would slip a woman that makes her either um, incapacitated or unconscious. And then she is sexually assaulted in some way, shape or form. The goal of a roofie from what I have read and what I know, because my wife got roofied, uh, is that they test on people, right? Because they want to get the right amount. They don't necessarily want a person unconscious. They just want them to not be able to do anything, but they want them alive and, you know, looking eyes open. I didn't realize there was such a science behind semi coherent. <laughs> yes. Isn't that crazy? So this is what I found out. My wife went to a uh a lawyer cel- celebration for something. And they went yeah, down like to a holiday this, party or something, right? Yeah. They went down to this little wine bar and wine's flowing. They're sitting around tables, just you know, talking crap and enjoying the night. My wife can put some wine down, dude. Uh, I don't see her get drunk real easy when we go out. And uh, she had like one and a half glasses of wine and was just acting nuts. Like uh, she called me because I wasn't I wasn't there. And uh, she was acting crazy enough so that I called another couple that I knew was there and was like, 
should check on her. Be like, hey, is, is she doing all right? Something seems off. And when the girl answered the phone, she was acting the same way. Well, as the night goes on, I mean, they kept drinking. And I will fast forward until my wife was supposed to. She was like, I'll probably be home around 11 or midnight. So now it's, uh, you know, 1230, 1240. She's not answering her phone. And I'm just like, oh, my God, dude, did something happen? Well, my phone rings and it's a guy and he's like, come and get your wife is the first thing he said. And I was like, who is this? <laughs> like, uh, is everything OK? Uh, it was an Uber driver and he was at the top of my driveway and he said it and hung up. And uh, I sat there. I was like, who is this? So I called him back and he was like, it's Uber. I'm at the top of your driveway. Come and get your wife hung up again so go up there i mean she can't even walk dude falling down on the ground trying to get out of the car by herself uh luckily this guy brought her home you know um but right. yeah uh, yeah i had to carry her into the house basically and she remembered nothing from the previous night when she woke up in the morning and didn't she call some of her other co-workers and they held the same memory loss basically completely so right. we called the cops because we just wanted to know, hey, it's happening at this. They weren't around any other people. The wine got brought to their big table, all and from like, the same firm. And, and like pitchers or whatever, right? So a bartender. Yeah, like decanters, you know? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we called the cops and just said, hey, like this happened here. I don't know that I am expecting you to do anything, but you should know. Right. Uh, and he starts to tell us, yes, they are trying to get the amount correct when they see a woman that, you know, <laughs> they think weighs a buck 20. This is how much I'm going to give them, blah, blah, blah. Well, they just put it all in this big decanter, which is why everyone was so messed up completely. But who did it, though? Uh, the bartenders. Well, no, but you don't why? know. Could have been a waiter. It could have been a coworker. It could have been someone else at the bar. Yes, a hundred percent. It was something I'm saying, like whoever worked there did it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it wasn't around any other guest. Disturbing. And yeah, Crazy. were they just field testing? Were they hoping someone was going to pass out in the bathroom? Like, I mean, how far could that have gone? But clearly that's what happened. If multiple women are having memory losses completely. And, and everyone said, oh, God, I didn't even hardly drink anything. I mean, uh I don't know what happened. You know, it was crazy, blah, blah, blah. Right. So, yeah, I mean, thank God, dude, that Uber driver, because she was in Seattle. I mean, right. uh, that could have gone bad. The the that could have gone really bad. And yeah. while he was annoyed because he couldn't get her out of his car, uh, he was nice and, you know, brought her home. I've that could have gone wrong a hundred times. What do you That's mean you've been there? You've been you've been roofied. We're not just talking about being blackout drunk here. No, no, I'm talking about having people in my in my my car as an Uber driver <clears throat> that um, clearly have had either way too much to drink or even a couple times. I think that there's been something else that's been done. Sure, you're call? a bit of a guardian angel, Brewski. I mean, and all these Uber drivers have the responsibility of like, oh, for the most part at nighttime, like I'm usually hanging out with people who are out to have a good time, you know, and possibly overserved or whatever. I mean, you got a big responsibility, right? I, I mean, I, I wouldn't say I'm saying they're in a vulnerable position with you. So that's a big, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah. I wouldn't take advantage of it. Uh, I can't, I can't say that all drivers are the same way, but anyway, uh, the, that being said, the, the roofie thing, it's 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 very much uh, out there. And uh, don't they sell a nail polish now? 
that women can put on their fingers. And if yep. they want to, they can put it, their finger in the drink and sure. it, it will actually turn a different color. Yes. Oh, wow. No, I didn't know about that. So so this article some- I have here, which is the point of all this, and then I'll tell my little riffy story that is beyond warped and twisted. Um, you know, any woman out there who's ever experienced kind of what we're referencing or wondered if they've ever been roofied. First of all, this article does say that one of the newer forms, quote unquote, is over serving somebody. I don't actually agree with that per se, because you're not shoving the drinks down the throat. The concept of a roofie is, you know, you're slipping something to somebody they're not aware of. Yes. Um, so uh, let's see here. Signs you have uh, been roofied. Uh, first on the list is you feel fatigued, disoriented or dizzy. Although it depends on the substance, common symptoms of being drugged include fatigue, dizziness, nausea, feeling drunk or intoxicated, which is hard to distinguish from actually being drunk or intoxicated. Sure. But like Nick said, if, if you've only had a glass of wine and all of a sudden you're feeling all of this stuff, yeah, that would be yeah. a good sign. Yeah, it's a problem. Uh, you experience unconsciousness or a blackout. Again, that can blur into over drinking. But if you're not drinking in excess and you've you know experienced a blackout, then. That's a pretty good sign. You should be concerned what if it's a roofie or you've drank until you were passed out. So, yeah, I mean, I've known people drinking problems for sure. The blackout, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'll tell you, I mean, my ex, she uh, she could drink and she would black out. And there was one morning we were out drinking with friends. We came home and yeah, she was drunk, but I didn't know how drunk and we were having sex. And the next morning uh, we wake up and she's like, I'm kind of sore. Like, did we have sex last night? I don't even remember coming home last night. Oh boy. So uh, apparently I took advantage of a drunken woman, <laughs> but I, you know, it was, it was my girlfriend at the time and I had no idea she was that far gone, but uh, uh, I mean, did she seem normal to you? Oh, I could tell she was wasted for sure. I didn't think she was sober, but I didn't know she was in the middle of a blackout. She was conscious. Mm-hmm. She was talking. I mean, she was a willing participant in the whole thing, but she didn't remember any of it. So interesting. Yeah, bit of a problem did it make you feel weird uh, a little bit yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah and i wasted a lot of good effort too i feel like come on you did you always put in the service steven i do <laughs> you remember it so um another sign here your vision or your hearing is off vision mm. i get but your hearing being off that's uh that's a weird sign these drugs can dull your sense of hearing making it more difficult to know what is happening around you or what is being said to you well, it affects your brain, and, and of course, your brain controls all of that. So, yeah, it's freaky, dude, to think about going through that. I mean, that, that really uh, gives me anxiety inside to even think about dealing with it. Uh, you're vomiting or otherwise feeling badly hungover, like in excess again. So, if you're out heavily drinking, a lot of these signs are going to all blur in. But if you've only had a couple of drinks and you feel more hungover than usual, or as if you had been out binge drinking or whatever, you know the difference, dude. Come on. Most people would. Yeah. So that's the thing. If you've ever had that experience, then somebody probably roofied you. Now, uh, they also talk about, of course, having gaps in your memory, um, Yeah, you know, and then they tell you to check for signs of sexual assault. <laughs> Do you have tenderness or ripping? Do you have any lubrication and or uh, semen coming from your vagina or anus? It says this is me reading the article where uh, you are your clothes torn. Um, you know, did are you? Oh, this is an interesting one. I've heard women mention. Are you dressed wrong? Is your shirt ah. inside out? Are your pants buckled up wrong? You know, mm. things like that. So um, the uh, disturbing story I have, um, this one, it's, uh, still that wasn't your disturbing story that you just told us. No, no, no. That was uh, that was a consensual <laughs> fun night of drinking. I was okay, saying, that okay, please, please. That was my example of how over drinking can blur into, uh, you know, signs. Oh, okay. Of All right. 
and that, yeah, people can black out and have sex and all that stuff. But uh, a woman I was dating, I won't narrow it down to nicknames, times in my life or anything else out of respect for this woman. Cause she, uh, she was uh, drinking with me and um, uh, I had bought a brand new bottle of, uh, of liquor. And she told me like, Oh, I'm so glad to see it's a brand new bottle. I, I can see that it's sealed. And I was like, why, what, why did, why does that matter? She had an experience where uh, she was married previously and her husband wanted to have a threesome husband tried to convince her. Like, I've got this friend. She's into us. She's willing to do a threesome. So what do you say, wife of mine? And this woman shot her husband down, said, no, no, no. Like, we're not doing a threesome. I have zero interest in it whatsoever. He come back from that, though. <laughs> I mean, how do you come back from asking that question and being shot down? Yeah. yeah and having a <laughs> successful marriage after that point. <laughs> like well, I'm interested you know. in having sex with another woman. Join me, please. Yeah. I mean, uh, I guess in fairness, that is a common sexual fantasy. So I'm, I, we've discussed before. I'm not into it. I think it's dangerous. It's better left in the fantasy world, but I could see some, you know, well-intentioned husbands bringing up the idea. Okay. Perhaps anyways, but so this woman shoots down the husband says, no, we're not having a threesome. So a week goes by, she comes home on like a Saturday night. And the husband says, hey, hon, we're going to spend a night in like we're going to watch a movie. Uh, I got us a bottle of liquor. Let's just get drunk, hang out and have fun. This scumbag roofied his own wife. Oh. And when she was un, uh, uh, incapacitated, she was awake, but she couldn't move. He brought in this third woman and the two of them raped his wife. He roofied his wife into the threesome that she denied him. It's so it's I mean, it's beyond foul, uh, I mean, obviously. But did she remember when she woke up that it yes. happened? Yes. Wow. Because, yeah, like I said, there's some type of roofies where you're just you can't move, but you're you're watching it. You're knowing that it's happening. And yeah. he didn't want her unconscious. So like you were referencing, he I don't know if he perfected this elsewhere, did his research, but he wanted her awake, quote unquote, but not able to resist. Wow. So I mean, he, that is unbelievable. You got to be sick in your head and heart. Right. Dude. right. To roof your own wife into a threesome. Like, oh, yeah. that Oof. does sound like a law and order SVU or you know something like that. Was it immediate divorce? Uh, that's what led to the divorce. Yes. <laughs> you know, I don't know if she left the next day or whatever, but yeah, not surprising. Was, yeah, that was the downward spiral. <laughs> so hard to come back from that kind of thing. Obviously, you don't ever know what you would do personally, right? Because there's so much involved. But I would think that I would leave that morning. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that is so foul. Wow. Well, but this gets into the abusive relationships. Sure. Not all women can I'm just saying. up and leave. And they so much the involved, right? Kids involved, all that kind of stuff. Yes. You know, yeah. Uh, all right, guys, we're, uh, we're low on time. We can probably throw one more story in here or we can uh, wrap it up uh, where we're at. Uh, I've got another story that may be a slow one or a fast one. You to know you. Use you need to know. Preferably you fast. will decide the speed. Uh, how much do you want to say about this? Liam Neeson called out Jimmy Kimmel uh, and his Irish jokes at the Oscars said they were racist mm. and uh, that, you know, what he was doing wasn't great. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel threw out a couple of jokes during the Oscars and uh, Liam Neeson said bit racist. Uh, he said, hey, there's a bunch of people from around the world tonight. And in that group, there is at least seven, eight Irish people from Dublin. Uh, 
actors that are nominated tonight. I guess five of them. The odds of another fight on stage just went way up. <laughs> so, right. Uh, and Liam Neeson never portrays that stereotype in any of his movies of being violent. <laughs> so funny that you say that because the, uh, the uh, person that wrote this article uh, tied it into the fact that he's, you know, in gun movies all the time, violent movies, and he's got, I think, a hundred under his belt. And she asked him, like, does all the gun violence out there make you reconsider your movie career, violent films? <laughs> right. He was like, you know, it does make me think about it a little bit. Obviously, well, I'm not me lucky charms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's the question, though, dude, right? I mean, uh, obviously, that joke doesn't offend me. Mm. But uh, do you, uh, is it offensive? I mean, to Irish people, has it gone too mm -hmm. far? It's funny. I've heard a few comedians, Conan O'Brien being one of them, that has said like, hey, at least we still have the Irish to make fun of because we can make <laughs> drunk jokes and car bomb jokes and they don't ever seem to get upset about it. So right. we can still make fun of the Irish. But I've seen that. That is funny. Maybe Liam Neeson is now leading that, uh, you know, into the final category. We can't even make fun of the Irish. I think yeah. white guys should be able to make fun of white guys. But, uh, you know, we're so we're so politically correct that technically it's wrong. Sure. Mm. But for comedic purposes, come on. Can't we make fun of the Irish? There's a, there's a great episode of Family Guy where Peter goes to Ireland. And I I mean, I love it as an Irish person. I think it's hilarious. And when they, they go to land in, in the Dublin airport, they come in and it's all like liquor bottles on, on the runway and everything. And when they go to find Peter's father, he's in a bar called Wifey McBeady's and that sort of thing. <laughs> and, and um, you know, I and hell, I mean, the. Notre Dame fighting Irish, right. the you fighting can't. Irish, right? Yeah, if, course, if Liam Neeson protests Notre Dame, and if Notre Dame changes the name of their mascot, then maybe. But my fitting favorite fighting Irish person, yeah, would be Mickey O'Neill from the movie Snatch, played by um, Brad Pitt. Right, right. You know who my favorite is? Who? It's time for another brewski. This one <laughs> is a crazy brewski. I love you and your fighting style uh, so much, Bruce. Right? I've got Scottish heritage in me, so don't I get to make fun of the Irish because we have history there? Uh, yeah, why not? But you yeah. also claim William Wallace too, so that's good. There you go. See, this um, is why Bruski and I get in arguments. It's our it's our heritage. It's, <laughs> it's in our DNA. <laughs> yeah. If we're treating everyone equally, I guess it's wrong. But yeah. I don't know. I just I just desperately want to hold on to somebody I can still make fun of. So yeah, there's plenty of them out there, dude. We can make fun of people, uh, movie stars with dementia. You know. I didn't make fun of him. <laughs> Did I? I mean, we can bother him. You know, whatever. Well, bothering him is different. <laughs> There's nothing uh, to make fun of Bruce Willis about. He's freaking John McClane. So. He is. And yippee-ki-yay. Do you think he would react if you had a laser pointer and you were, you know, going on the ground with the, the oh laser pointer? Oh, my God. Like the Jeez. That's I don't know. Uh, why but don't if Demi Moore does it, it's okay. So. <laughs> Apparently. All right. That, uh, that's, the, that's the news that we feel you need to know for this fine week. Yes, it is. To now mute. Use you me to now. Very good. All right. Find us on the website, thevocalminority.net. Find us on the socials. Help us grow the show. Share it. And you're welcome for the wisdom and knowledge we've imparted on you today. Peace. Test one, two. Test one, two. Stop. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Nick Reynolds, Steve Harness, and Cousin Brewski. The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. <laughs>